believe in Jesus Christ. Greet your neighbor, say you are welcome to the presence of God. Say it with joy, say you are welcome to the presence of God. I can hear you, say you are welcome to the presence of God. In his presence there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Say I am in the presence of God. Because God has the answer to my problem. I am in the presence of God. Because God has the answer to my problem. Do you believe God has the answer to your problem? If you believe he has the answer, say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Once again, you are welcome to the presence of God. And as you all know, my name is Yinka. Today, I want to begin by asking you a few questions. Have you ever asked yourself why it is difficult for people to get back up each time they fall? Have you ever asked yourself why it is difficult for people to get back up each time they fall? Have you ever asked yourself why people keep wallowing in their self-pity? Have you ever asked yourself while the circle of life keeps going on without a change? I believe you will discover the answer to this question in this message in Jesus' name. Today, many people complain about the unkindness of people around them. Instead of reflecting on life itself, They justify their wrongdoing and point fingers on their fellow brothers as being the cause of their predicaments, their troubles, failure, disappointments, and broken homes. This reminds me of a story. And I wanted to listen. There were convicts in a certain city. One day, the judge came into their midst and began to ask each of these prisoners what had brought them into the prison. Nearly all of them claimed innocence and blamed someone else for their situation. Some blamed their poor family background. Some blame the poor economic situation. But there was one young boy among them, so different. He said, sir, I deserve to be here because I have stolen. I'm guilty. In fact, no one is at fault but me. The judge was amazed about his honesty and instructed the boy to be released immediately and be set free. 
Brethren, this is also true of salvation. To have salvation is to be free from sin and its penalties. Until a person is willing to admit that he is a sinner. In need of salvation, the Bible says he cannot experience freedom from fear, guilt, inferiority, and condemnation. For these are four major problems that rob Christians of their blessings. Fear, inferiority, condemnation, and guilt. Until a person is willing to admit his weaknesses, his wrongdoing, the Bible says he cannot experience freedom. The Bible says where there is true sorrow for sin, there will be free confession of sin to God in prayer. Many people today are busy rebuking and binding their suspected enemies. Where their enemies do not die or face one problem or the other, they feel disappointed and change their church. For the reason done to them, they move from one church to the other. Instead of being around Jesus Christ, the head of the church. Brethren, when you examine your life, when you reflect over your life, you will discover the role you have played in your situation. I may not know your situation, but Jesus knows. Because the principle of life says nothing happens for nothing and nothing comes by chance. This is a moment of sober reflection. Tell your neighbor, this is a moment of sober reflection. This is a moment of sober reflection. And this will bring me to the title of this message. Stop fighting the wrong battle. Tell your neighbor, stop fighting the wrong battle. Stop fighting the wrong battle. If you want solution to that, your problem, stop fighting the wrong battle. Yes, stop fighting the wrong battle. You know, today, many people oftentimes seek a temporary solution rather than a lasting one. We oftentimes seek temporary solution rather than a lasting one. And the Bible says a lasting solution gives a redemption forever. Let us open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 8. And hear what Jesus has to say to those who felt they are victims of their circumstances. Let us open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 18. And that is our proof test. We want to hear what Jesus said to those who felt they are victims of their circumstances, their trouble, their pain. Let us open our Bible quickly to the book of Luke Chapter 18, and that would be our first proof test 
for this message. Let someone say, stop fighting the wrong battle. Stop fighting the wrong battle. Now, the book of Luke chapter 18, let's take a reading from verse 9. Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, and the other, a task collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterous, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I gave tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Then Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. I want you to open your heart right now and say with me, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Open your heart and say, Oh Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Oh Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Such is the voice that the Lord hears most clearly. The Bible says when we exalt ourselves, we will be humbled. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And therefore, those who humble themselves for Christ's sakes, God will exalt them in his own time and season. These passages of scripture make us to understand that God does not need our sacrifice to take away the sin or the product of sin in our lives, but that we may come to repentance but that he needs our repentance. That he's not only feeling sorrow for the sin committed, but breaking away from sin. Remember, bad, nurtured people would cry without a thorough reformation of heart and life. When you 
liberates God without a thorough reformation of heart and life. The Bible says our prayer will become a curse to us and an abomination to God. If you ask anyone here, what is the cause of his or her problem? We may not likely find someone who will be willing to admit or acknowledge his own role in his situation. Brethren, it is important for us to know that our wrong attitudes towards our unpleasant situation will hinder our prayer from being effectual. Our wrong attitude towards our unpleasant situation will hinder our prayer from being effectual. And that is why sometimes we pray, we fast, yet no result, no answer, because we have not yet discovered the areas which we have really missed the mark. Sinning means missing the mark, God's standard, whether consciously or unconsciously. When you miss that standard, you miss the mark. Reflect back. Just reflect back. The Bible says that sin I mean, the Bible says that Satan rules the world through sin. It is not everything that happens to us that the enemy caused. This means the enemy only touches your life through sin. The enemy only touches you through sin. When you open that book of Second. Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, the Bible says, our failure to admit our wrong, to acknowledge our weakness, to acknowledge our limitation, prevents us, prevents our harmony with God, thereby creating an invisible barrier between us and God. You know, when people are experiencing failure in life, no one will say it is as a result of his own negligence or laziness. But ask any successful person. They will tell you that God succeeded as a result of their own effort. You hear them say, I really work hard. And you know, that is why I am what I am today. You ascribe glory to yourself. But when you are going through hard times, we begin to look for escape goals, someone to blame for her misfortune. Instead of soul searching to find out the real cause, which may not be far from our transgressions, our disobedience, our sin. Let someone say, examine yourself. Examine yourself. It is true you are in the presence of God. God has prepared the table before you, but he requires you today to examine yourself and stop fighting 
the wrong battle if you want to receive a lasting solution. Many blame their sickness on generational curses. Yet we have seen several cases of sickness acquired through personal habits. Yet we keep blaming generational curses. A chain smoker who blamed his father who used to send him to buy cigarettes during his early years of life. A prostitute will blame the poor family background. Someone in a notorious business will blame the poor economic situation. No one would be responsible. No one will take any responsibility for his own action. Tell your neighbor, it is time to look into my own inaction. It is time for me to look into my own inaction. It is time for you to look inward, brethren, to discover the areas you have really missed the mark in order to receive a lasting solution. What is your situation? Are you struggling with drugs? Are you sick? Are you poor? Are you rejected or isolated? Perhaps you are homeless. When you drill deep, till you hit the bedrock, you will know that you are not an innocent victim, but an architect of your own faith's condition. I don't know your problem, but I believe Master Jesus knows. But if you drill deep, till you hit the bedrock, brethren, you will know that you are not an innocent victim, but an architect of your own faith's condition. Now the question is, how do we know the children of God? How do we know the children of God? The Bible says when the children of God begin to experience the product of sin, I mean the trouble, failure, disappointment, hardship, backwardness, when the children of God begin to experience the product of sin, instead of pointing accusing fingers on their fellow brothers as being the cause of their problem, they look inwards. They do what? They look inwards first. Not start looking for father, mother, sister is the cause of the problem. They first look inwards to rediscover their roots to God. In humility and sincerity of heart, they repent and repair. Let someone say, they repent and repair. They repent and repair. I mean, they ask for 
for forgiveness. They pray to God. They change their ways and pray to God for their reinstatement. And God, in his infinite mercy, is always ready to readmit those who come to him in humility, humbleness, repentance, to their rightful position in his glory. Brethren, these are the essential characteristics of purity. Let someone say, I am ready to strike the root. Say it with the joy that I'm ready to strike the root of my problem. Today, I'm ready to strike the root cause of my problem and receive a lasting solution. I am ready to strike the root of my problem and receive a lasting solution. You know, no one can live a perfect life without a mistake. But one thing is sure, whether victims or perpetrators, the Bible says we all stand in the helpless need of his divine mercy. Whether offended or offender, we all stand in the helpless need of his divine mercy. Ask King David, a man after God's own heart, in the book of Psalm 51, and he will tell you that all men fall, but the great one gets back up. David, King David, is a man after God's own heart, but you know, his heart failing. Ask King David, in that book of Psalm 51, a man after God's own heart, and he will tell you that all men fall, but the great one gets back up. Great ones are those who are always willing to admit, to acknowledge their weakness, their limitation, their wrongs. to repentance and move on. Our ability to always acknowledge our weakness, our wrongdoing, get us back on our feet. Our acknowledgement, our own ability to acknowledge our weakness at all times, to come to repentance, to discover the areas which we have missed the mark, get us back on our feet. Therefore, we must always desire, decide to always get back up each time we fall. This message today will get you back on your feet in the name of Jesus Christ. This message will get you back on your feet in the name of Jesus Christ. All you need to do is to acknowledge your weakness and stop fighting the wrong battle. To examine yourself. 
Because repentance comes when we stop fighting the wrong battle. Repentance comes when we stop blaming others. Repentance comes when we stop repeating stories of those who lie against us, who humiliate us, who disappoint us, who hate us. Blaming others will never stop anything. Blaming others for your trouble, brethren, will never end your crisis. Blaming others will never solve the problem. Repentance will. Tell your neighbor, blaming others for my situation will not change anything. Blaming someone else for my pain, for my failure, for my difficulties will not change anything. Repentance will. Repentance will. Finally, brethren, let's quickly go to the Bible. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7. And let us hear what Jesus has given us as the solution, the remedy to every malady. Let us open our Bible to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7. And let us hear what our Savior has to say about the way out. The book of Second Chronicles, after the book of Kings, Second Chronicles chapter 7. And let us take our readings from verse 14. Are you ready to hear the way out? Are you ready to hear the way out? Are you ready to hear the way out? Now, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, the face of God, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Let someone say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. God has given us the condition under which our situation will be addressed. God has given you the condition under which your situation will be addressed today. You know, the greatest love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given each and every one of us is the opportunity to correct our mistakes. The opportunity to correct our mistakes. I know there are many people who had made wrong accusation in the past. So their father, their mother, flesh and blood has been the cause of their problem.
It is not too late right now to repent and repair. The Lord is about to take you to a place you have never lived before. To a place you have never been before. Only if you are ready right now to repent and repair. You must always understand that there are powers that want you to be humiliated. There are powers that want you to be isolated, to be condemned, to be rejected. In order to displace you from your position in God. Sin is the disease of the soul. But when it is struck, the soul is healed indeed. Let us rise up. Let us rise up. You know, God has given us the condition. The promise of God in the book of 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 is not a blank check. He clearly spares out. He clearly spares out the condition on which he makes it. Right now, open your heart and say, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Say, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Enter my soul and put an end to those hindrances, those hindrances to my prayer. Right now, open your mouth and begin to ask Jesus to put an end to those hindrances to your prayer. Open your heart with faith in humility and sincerity of heart. Open your mouth with sincerity of faith. With sincerity, humility of mind, ask Jesus to put an end to those hindrances to your prayer, be it disobedience, unforgiveness, false accusation. Open your mouth and ask Jesus to put an end to those hindrances to your prayer. You are just a moment. A minute away from your restoration you are just a minute away from your freedom from your healing from your liberation open your heart and ask Jesus to put an end to those hindrances to your prayer ask Jesus for mercy today ask Jesus Christ for mercy Ask Jesus Christ for mercy. Remember, pardoning mercy makes way for healing mercy, deliverance mercy, freedom mercy, restoration mercy. Ask Jesus for mercy and favor when his mercy speaks for you today. When his mercy speaks for you, you will be healed. You will be restored. You will be delivered. You will be renewed. Open your heart and ask for his mercy.
In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that whatever that are unwilling to yield to your prayer, we begin to yield right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever that are unwilling, whatever that are unwilling to yield to your prayer, we begin to yield today in the name of Jesus Christ. Since God has removed the hindrances, whatever you say here on earth shall be said in heaven. And whatever you lose here on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right now, open your heart and begin to ask for all you need in his presence. Ask for his mercy, ask for his favor. In the name of Jesus Christ, ask for his healing power to rest upon you. Ask him to rain his healing power on you. His deliverance power on you. His restoration power on you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Viewers all over the world, you are not excluded. Ask Jesus to rain his power of healing on you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can see God's healing touching your life in the name of Jesus. I can see God's healing touching your life in the name of Jesus. I can see God's anointing touching your life in the name of Jesus. I can see God's power touching your life in the name of Jesus. I can see God's anointing touching your life in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, be reinstated from sickness to good health. In the name of Jesus Christ, be reinstated from frustration to fulfillment. In the name of Jesus Christ, be reinstated from failure to success. In the name of Jesus Christ, be reinstated from a life of want to a life of abundance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let someone say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Bible says, if you turn to God once, he will turn to you million times. I pray that this message find a place in your heart in Jesus' name.